podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the 196th episode of the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Denny, and that grunting you can hear is nothing untoward, lovely listener. Frankly, I'm disgusted at where your mind's at. No, it's merely the sound of my exertion, you see. As in tribute to that thoroughly cringeworthy Real training ground picture, we line up in front of you for one last in-season podcast ahead of the Champions League final. Now, as the vainglorious show pony of the team, I'm doing one-arm push-ups, while Carl Kopak is looming in the background with one hand held threateningly aloft in boxing wraps, and Cam Branch squats next to me, affecting an aura of zen tranquility and yogic bliss, with thumbs and forefingers pressed together for some reason. On the end is producer Guy, standing in loose fashion with a sideshow bob wig. And, and that is a real photo, folks. Look it up, then laugh it up. Carl, any opening thoughts, my friend? I have never profited from public service. I have earned every cent. And in all my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. People have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I've earned everything I've got. Now, is there any particular reason for you bringing in some Nixonian quotations uh, at this early stage of our podcast? Does anyone here have TiVo, that virgin thing which, which tapes films for you? No. Uh, okay, well, well, if anyone doesn't know this, because obviously I know we're an international show, but basically TiVo is a, is a Virgin TV thing where it's just things that you might like, um, certain films or, or anything like that. And occasionally it gets it wrong. I once had an entire series of Birds of a Feather recorded without my, without my knowledge or say so. Still, um, never issues, I guess, you know. No, no, no. Birds of a Feather was, um, Linda, what's her name? And, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's the Liver Birds I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Liver Birds. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big, big fan of Nerys Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, for some reason, um, all, all the President's Men was, um, came up on mine, and I think I've been watching it pretty much on a loop. But I've, I've become a bit upset. I, you know, I did 10 weeks in Whitechapel. I'm seriously thinking of writing 106 weeks in, in, in the Watergate. It's 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 a, a, a rich a rich tapestry, buddy. Yeah. I'd, say, I, I'd say that you could be mining that that scene for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Cam, have you got some some uh, corruption based quotations, or where are you at this morning? Or this evening, even? Mm, not quite corruption, but intriguing. Okay. My, my wife said that we would win the league. She was right. And to mark the occasion, she asked me for a new watch. I bought her the watch. But then she said that we would win the UEFA Cup. And that when we, and that when we did, she wanted another watch. Now she says that we will win the Champions League. And then she will want an even more expensive watch. My wife has a lot of confidence and a lot of watches. It's Monsi and Rafa, yeah? You got it. Yeah. Oh, cap- oh captain, my captain. Oh, wow. Wow. I, it, that's ridiculously opposite as well, given the week that's in it. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, really like that a lot. I don't know what way you are, guys, in terms of, of um, what level of... of Either exasperation or excitement or exhaustion or, 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 or where you're at with stuff. I, I found myself doing something like you, like you are doing, Carl. I've been listening to anything except football, uh, myself, which is not a great thing for a content monkey like myself to be saying. Um, but it's true. Um, I've been listening to politics and history and anything except football because I can't really take it. It's, it's, it's too intense. I assume, though, that both of you have been heartily aware of the uh, real posturing, aside altogether from that absolutely incredible, I don't know, what would you call it? It's like Tom Cruise and Goose and Iceman and the boys type photo that we were, I referred to earlier on. But the general media coverage emanating from Spain is obviously on the, the biggest wind up ever. You've both seen this, yes? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 30 seconds before the show started. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, let me give you some highlights. We've got uh, an El Pace uh, journalist, Diego Torres. 
He reckons there isn't any sensation of fear in Madrid about Liverpool. Among the directors, among the players, they're relaxed in Real Madrid before this final. They've never been so calm and confident in the club before a final than now. This final, this final, says Diego, is the easiest final they have in front of them. All of them. Florentino Perez, the captains, everyone, the captains, by the way. God. Another guy, Phil, who presents Real Madrid TV, says, people say history and stats don't necessarily play a part, but it does. Maybe not for the opponents. Maybe they can block it out. Maybe they can't. But for Real Madrid, it plays an important part in their self-belief, in believing their own hype. They believe they are kings of Europe. Their fans sing, we are kings of Europe. They believe they're the strongest team in the competition. And history shows they are, and so on and so forth. Liverpool, he says, are viewed as being a bit fragile mentally. If they were a boxer, they might have a glass chin. They can be got at. If it sounds tough, they don't necessarily find a way to grind net results and hold on like Real Madrid do. Now, I'm loving all of this so much. But the clincher, the clincher, Carl, is Big Vic Del Bosque predicting a 4-1 win and saying that he cannot find a single Liverpool player that improves Real Madrid. I want to listen to Vic because he's done it. He's won it twice. Yeah. So I, 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 give, I give him his due. But what do you make of this? It's overwhelming. I've never seen anything like it from our chat last week about the 13 T-shirts to the barrage of overconfident stuff coming from them. It's quite remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. I will take out the players and I will take out the manager who've been respectful. But aside from that, it's it's wall-to-wall braggadocio. It's unbelievable. If someone said to me last week, you're now in charge of Real Madrid's press for the next week, that's what I would have written. Thank you very much, lads. You've just done absolutely everything I wanted you to do. Yeah. You you just you just keep gilding that, Lily, lads. You just keep going for that. That's fine. I've got no problem with you doing that whatsoever. That's fantastic. It's better than it's better than they're a good side, you know, the Bob Paisley piece of toffee, all that sort of stuff. There's not this is far more better than that. Yeah. This is this this is fantastic. I don't know if they've ever read, have heard of David and Goliath. Or um the hare and the tortoise, you know, things like that. Yeah. It's it it's it it shows a remarkable like the the word that the word is 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 hubris. Uh if that is the it, word, yeah. If it turns out that they fail, if it turns out that they uh, talk the talk and walk the walk then we'll be left sort of um, grimacing uh, about how they were arrogant and, and, and lived up to their their own hype uh, that remains to be seen but it, it is a remarkable sort of a strategy I, I, I can't believe it Cam, I don't know if you saw Tony Cruz talking about Liverpool he was the one footballer who spoke about Liverpool that I found his quotations quite interesting he reckoned it's a great achievement for Liverpool to reach a final and to have a chance to win the Champions League, which does have a little bang, a condescension of it. He says, in my experience, it's always tough to play his teams, that's Klopp. They always have more or less the same style. And he goes on to talk about how Liverpool will be 11 animals, all really up for it. We'll be better on the ball, but they're going to put us under pressure for 90 minutes, and we'll be at 100% or even more. Good maths there from uh, Tony. Um <laughs> We're expecting an aggressive Liverpool have a really quick forward line, but we can stop them. What do you reckon to Tony's thoughts there, Cam? No, that's an interesting quote. Um, he's showing a little bit of respect by saying that Klopp's teams are energetic, for want of a better word. And um, we have half a chance, I would say. Mm. So at least he's given us a chance. He's trying to not come across too arrogant. But he's just missing. He's, he's just, he's just <laughs> missing. <laughs> he's trying. He's what? trying. Yeah. I could, and, um, I, I could feel his uh, his Germanic hand reaching out from the page and tapping me on the, uh, patting me on the head. It, 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 do, it does have a serious whiff of condescension to it. It uh, does. You know. Um, it, it, look, there's no point in just uh, hammering Poor Tony Cruz. He's going to say what he's going to say. He has to be. If if our guys are up for it, if we got a quote like that from Deja and we just uh, we'd uh, you know put our fingers in our ears and shout la 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 and move on. But can you imagine if we did? Can you imagine if we did that? Who have we got? Madrid, Real Madrid. Oh, the the, the team who play alongside Atleti. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. They've got Christian Ronald up front. 
That's him, yeah. yeah. I think I've seen him on the telly one. <laughs> yeah, that big Chris Ronald. <laughs> he's, he's a good lad. Uh, he does the goals. I, look, I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. Cam, help me out. Where, where, what? Uh, tell me. Uh, is 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 my sort of inability to engage with this on a daily basis? Is it is it odd? Uh, should I be reveling in this and, and 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 milking the joy out of it, or have you found similar nerves yourself, Cam? I've, I've stayed away from it all, to be honest. I've not read anything. I've not looked at anything. Um, personally, I'm not overly worried what anybody is really saying because for me, it comes down to what happens on the pitch on Saturday. If these quotes are pinned up in the dressing room and our boys get fired up even more about it and play to another level that they haven't this season and it lifts us the trophy at the end of it, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's, that's the way. That's, that's the way to approach it. Carl, have you done a similar thing, or have you found yourself immersed? I mean, like I, I say, I'm not engaging. But at the same time, I, I've got to do shows, so I'm I I am reading stuff because I have to. But in in my downtime, I, I'm I'm steering clear, and I'm I'm sort of giving myself a hard time about it because these days and these weeks don't come along so every uh, that often, and 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 there is an element where you should be reveling in it. I guess. Where, where are you on that? I'd recommend everyone follow uh, Chris Lawley on Twitter, as a mate of mine. Uh, and he's something brilliant. He said, he said, I keep going from, we are definitely winning this. To, Fucking hell, how are we going to win this? Uh, yeah. Both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's bang on. I think that's bang on. You know, because you see them. It, it's quantum physics. We were in both places at the same time simultaneously. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's double think. We're, we're, it's Orwell's that's... double think. We're adapting the, the quantum position. I think, yeah. I, I think that's, I think that's, that sums us up perfectly. Up, up the quantum reds. Up the right. quantum reds. We're everywhere, us. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like that? How do you yeah. like that, Carl? That's good, that. I thought I'd throw that one in for you there, Paul. Uh, look, I mean, the, 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 the thing I wanted to do was just get a brief uh, idea from you both where you think we're at. And what I did yesterday when I was chatting to, to, to Mr. Malby, who, by the way, you see, you see this AI crack, right? You see what we're doing. You see where Jan Mulby was during the week. Oh, just busting it off to Marbella to have a little happy chat with uh, Jurgen for about 40, 45 minutes. Big smiley heads on the two lads. Nice bit of buffet lunch, bit of swanning around Porta Benus. That's what you call a gig. But, uh, but no, but no, not for, not for us. We're here talking at the microphones in the middle of fields. And that's basically that's 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 my life in a nutshell right there. My colleague for for all the season, I've been interviewing him. The first time, the first time uh, an opportunity arises, he's off doing an interview of Klopp. Ah, you man. get us. Ah, uh, that's stuck in my crawl. Gotta tell you, I gave him some. You of get us instead. Oh no, no, it's not that, pal. It's 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 the free jolly up I was looking for. Yeah. But anyway, I, I was interested to hear what he what he had to say, and I've been I've been hanging on Jan's sort of take uh, on where we were and what what was going to happen in matches in a way that's unhealthily um, superstitious all year, and he's actually positive, having met Klopp and having looked him in the eye and asked him some questions. He's very, very upbeat about our chances. Not in a stupid way, like we're going to duff these up, but kind of if things go our way, we could get around these and get about these. And I tried to take him down. What I did, Cam, was I went through their squad. I went through their likely 11 player by player last night on the show. And it is, it, ca- it could have been a very demoralizing thing. Um, because they are wonderful and they have at least five wonderful players to take off the bench as well. I mean, their depth and skill and talent, it's kind of frightening. And that's where uh, Carl's mate Chris is having his down spiral when he's thinking about that stuff. But then we ended up on a very upbeat note thinking about what can we do with our lot to get at them? Where might we be able to, uh, to pick some holes in them? And I'm wondering, I'll start off with you, Cam. Where do you think, or wh- where is the game going to be won, in your estimation, if we can win it? And I'm assuming you think we have a chance. Where do you think that will be, or will it take luck, or what's your take on it? I think we've got a 50-50 chance. I don't think um, Real this season are that much stronger or better than what we are. So 
given that I feel we do have a 50-50 chance and the fact that I genuinely feel we have the better defence and possibly a slightly better strike force, I think that will edge it for us. I I don't doubt their midfield quality whatsoever. That would be the one one place that worries me, what Modric and Tony Cruz can do. Because Tony Cruz has completed the most passes in the Champions League this season. Whether that be forward, backwards, sideways, up, down, underneath the turf and back up through into the penalty area. However he's doing it, he he can helps control the midfield for Real Madrid immensely. So he's a, he's a he's a wonderful player. And you know, many many of our fans would would scream and shout for joy if we had Tony Cruz in our midfield. So um along with Luka Modric, that is what worries me. And um Chris Ronald. The new lad. You see, the the Spanish lad, yeah, he plays Spain, doesn't he? Yeah, the big, big Chris Ronald. He, he is, yeah. He's, he, uh, he's friends of uh, Chris Benny's of uh, Crystal Palace, yeah. He just plays is it. Is he? That's the one. Yeah. Uh, Christian, Christian Benderzine. That's it. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm taken aback, uh, Cam, by just one particular observation of yours, which was the throwaway reference to how we've got a better strike force, considering that Chris Ronald has the following figures, 450 in 437 for Real Madrid yeah. since signed for them <laughs> in 2009. Um, over the last couple of seasons, he's got, uh, since the, in that period, he's also got 105 in 100 uh, Champions League games. Also, you know, that's quite, that's quite an impressive stat. I think you'll agree. <laughs> I think you'll agree. He's playing Apolelli of Cyprus and, uh, did you know there was a team in the Champions League this season called Sheriff? <laughs> I did. I'll throw that in there. I just thought I'd throw that in there. It's something I discovered earlier when I was doing a little bit of research for tonight's pod. So, uh. Um, spelled in the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm writing about what's going on some green grass. I'm writing about them. I love things like that. Uh, yeah, I, mean, it was, I was I was absolutely fabulous when I saw it, but yeah, there they were, sheriff. So uh, mean, I'm locking up the business because there's um, a signing Garner who've got a, a magnificent name. I have to look it up, but it's, believe me, it's just as good. It, 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 I think I know the one you're chatting about. It crossed my mind a couple of times earlier on when I was considering that question that Sarah sent in. We're going to come to later on that name. What the hell is it? Oh, it's wonderful. It'll come to me. Um, yeah, but here on the, on that specific thing, Cam, and steering yeah. away from the new sheriff in town, you know, over the last whatever it is, eight, ten seasons, uh, Ronaldo's totals and still going this season, like Mo. Mo's got what? What, what, what is it? Mo's got 42, right? Um, and this season alone, he's got 44 goals, right? Last season, 42. So he knocked a most season out of it last season. 51 before that, 61 before that, 51 before that, 55, 60, 53. There is no way in which we can do anything but be uh, sort of halfway in dread of this guy because what he does, even if his game has changed, and it has, it's not to the detriment of his goal scoring, which is still no. ridiculous. He's got more this year than he got last year, for example. Um, and he scores big goals. You know that. We've seen it in, yep. in international tournaments. We've seen it in Champions Leagues. So, I mean, how do you see us coping with that guy, considering he's got Benzema alongside him, who takes the role of, of sort of uh, workhorse and the guy who pulls defences all over the place. His goal return this year, I think he's got about five in La Liga, which is, uh, you could write that off and say, you know, he's a nothing player anymore, but he's obviously massively important. He's very important to um, to Zidane's um, way of, of setting up, and he's massively important to Ronaldo getting space to do what Ronaldo does. So, I mean, how do you see our defence coping with that specific threat? If I knew the answer to that, I would be telling Jurgen what to do. I would yeah. be on that side, and I would be saying, "This is what we got to do." Yeah. Okay, but you want an answer from me now, so I'm going to give you an answer. Yeah, go on. It almost comes down to five or six players on that side of the pitch. So we know he's going to be tar- We know he's going to be playing a wide left forward role, inside forward role on the left. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he's going to he's going to be looking at the side where Trent and Lovren's going to be, assuming those two are going to be starting. Trent and Lovren have got to have the game of their lives, but they're also going to need help from the likes of Ginny. I'm assuming Ginny's going to start that side, and Hendo. Those four have literally got to put a cage around him. And then you've got to hope Carrius has the game of his life. Yeah, Carrius is going to have shots to save. Uh, yeah. That's that's a fact. Um, and, and an awful lot of them... Here, here's the thing that I saw pointed out. I'll get your take it, and then I'm going to come across to Carl on this specific thread as well. It's something that somebody highlighted that I was reading, and I was kind of sorry I'd read it because it's a very good bloody point. Here's a the thing they can likely do, and it's an area of weakness that we've seen in our side over the course of the season. They are likely to pump in longer diagonal type cross balls or just straightforward crosses and isolate our full backs. Now that is not good because neither Robbo nor Trent are strong in those particular areas, especially not against a salmon like Cristiano Ronaldo. So if he isolates himself against one of those, we're banging trouble there. Benzema can do exactly the same. He's very strong in the air too. I mean, this is where your idea, Cam, comes into it. We're going to have to try and cut those crosses out, aren't we? Totally. And that's something that Klopp has been preaching pretty much from day one. I mean, Gags, were, you can ask Gags, they went, Gags and Nina went to America a couple of years ago and were watching the training. And one of the things Klopp was screaming at was, stop the cross, stop the cross. And that comes down to your fullbacks, being in the right position and stopping it. And it comes down to also the two midfielders who are playing either side of Hendo coming back and covering. And then that then requires your likes of Mo and Sadio to just drop back a little bit as well, just to help the midfield. Because we're going to see at times where we're going to be 4-5-1. And we, we are. We're going to have our backs to the wall for, for periods of the game. And we're, we're going to have to defend heroically for... 90 minutes, 120 minutes, whatever it may be. But one thing's for sure. Both teams are going to score goals. It's not going to be nil-nil. I, if it was nil-nil. I'm I, taking that nil, by the way. You take nil-nil and penalty. I'd, I'd take nil and penalty though all day. Would you? Yeah. I, I honestly don't think. We've got five better penalty takers than Real. Yeah. Okay. Who would be your five? Penalty takers. Everyone. <laughs> All the lads. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Honestly, you I, 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 you might have noticed by this, I, I've sort of gone past the analysis stage and I just want to <laughs> batter them all around the pitch. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. I hate Real. I, I, I just hate Real Madrid. Absolutely hate them. Third biggest team in Madrid. Up Rayo. That's what I say. Well, okay, let, 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 let's, let's embrace that particular way of thinking about things. I wouldn't call it a philosophy trap. It's 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 as close to a philosophy as we can uh, as we can hope for this evening. There are plenty of pods who are who are are are, are dedicated to analysis. I've come off the back of one or two this week already. Let's just talk about that. Let's talk about the emotion of it. I mean, during the week you had a fantastic quote from Sadio Mane, um, who could be uh, very much a man um, to to reckon with on the night. He reckons he's a lucky, a lucky boy, Carl. He reckons it's not just about the front. Three though he says don't forget it starts from the guys behind they make it easier and i love this quote from him and you can say it's a mode of nonsense if you like but i think it's wonderful he says the power of liverpool football club is in the collective we always do everything together this is our power i mean you know as 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 throwaway quotes go in press conferences that's bloody brilliant and it goes to that idea that you're talking about it's going to be about all the lads the emotion the togetherness the batshit mental uh, skill that we can produce and moments of magic that we can produce and hoping that they are enough uh, to eke out a win. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for that, 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 that collective thing that Sadio talks about. That's our strength. I mean, there's a famous thing of Ronaldo when they, um, I don't, know, I don't even know if it was against, to be honest, so forgive me for that, but it, there's, um, he's, he's running in on, go, on goal to, for a tap-in, 
and I think Benzema or someone gets in beforehand, and all the all the Real Madrid players go mad, and he's just standing there furious because he didn't get the tap and he didn't get the goal. And Liverpool are the exact opposite of that, and it works for them. And and I'll be honest about this. Ronaldo is a guilty pleasure of mine. I can watch him all day. I think he's a phenomenal footballer, and I don't think he's anywhere near as bad a human being as people make out. He's going to be. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff for charity, which is genuinely good. I, I will say I've heard some very very good things about him. But Liverpool are the exact opposite of that approach. And I'm thinking of things like Mo Salah going mad when Solanke scored against Brighton, going absolutely nuts. A man who's got 700 goals this season, and he couldn't. He was he was so happy to see his mate get one. Mm. that's mm. not a Real Madrid thing no it's not and right there as you say it's the antithesis of that of that Ronaldo Huff and as you say he is actually a, he's a pantomime villain for an awful lot of people he's, he's a also, phenomenal footballer he, he's, phenomenal. He, he's, he's also disparaged in a way that is uh, you know kind of ignorant um, the the stats I, I was throwing out about goal scoring earlier on should just show up anyone really yeah. and it's go, it goes back many years before that into his United days as well it carries over into his international days this is you know one of the greats that we're up against and he's really still in, in massively effective form so we do have to counteract that and as you say whatever we can do Whatever it happens to be, uh, in that collective, in that kind of spirit of togetherness, Cam alluded to it earlier on. Everybody's going to have to be on their metal. Everybody's going to have to combine to to snuff out threats here, there, and everywhere. If James Miller th- thinks he's um he's uh, been colossal in midfield and and put in a shift, he ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to have to be the game of his life. That's just where we're at with this at the moment. We're an emerging th- an emerging team. They're an established team, the most established of teams. Look at their record. They're just going for their third one in a row. We're an emerging team, but we could become something like them down the line if we continue to emerge. And emerging teams have to have a win at some point. There's an awful lot of bullshit talked as well about Klopp's record and finals cam, and it kind of bugs me a little bit. Also, when you listen to Klopp himself, he really embraces this idea of the madness and the craziness. He says, my wife told me already that I'm kind of a drama in football. It's always until the last second, either in specific games or the season. I don't like that too much, but it's obviously true. So he's completely at home with it. And when he's talking about, you know, uh, how Liverpool should play this game um, and whether or not we can change and adapt our style. There's a certain sort of acceptance in him. He says, look, it's clear. If we would have played like Juventus or would have tried to play like them, we would have gone out in the group stage. If we would have tried to play like Bayern or Barcelona or Real Madrid, whatever, we'd have been out at the group stage. So we have to be a little bit more lively than other teams because we have a lack of experience in comparison with the really big teams. This is a guy who's completely at home with his philosophy, what he wants his players to do. And, you know, the guys seem to have bought in completely. That's what we're going for. That's the Sadio notion of the collective, isn't it? Totally. I mean, if Klopp had won his last six and lost the first one, we'd be worried that, oh, he's, he's due to lose one. So let's spin it the other way. He's due to win one. So that's going to be Saturday, in my mind. So I'm not overly fussed about what Klopp's record has been previously. Because come Saturday, when those 11 players are on the pitch facing that, those 11 of Real, or hopefully it's just 11. Let's not mention the referees yet. And the official, yeah. you know, the other officials, because you know, they do have a habit of favouring Real for whatever reason. When it's those 11 versus those 11, are they thinking about the final against Seville that they lost? No. They're thinking, we've got Real in front of us. We've got to do everything to beat this team. Now, in regards to what you're saying about Klopp's philosophy, as long as the players maintain that and don't freeze on the day and go into a negative mindset and keep their focus and do what they've been doing throughout this Champions League campaign and pretty much throughout the league campaign as well, you know, 12 draws aside, they'll win. They will win. So I genuinely feel we are just slightly a better team than Real Madrid. I genuinely feel that. I love that. I love that. You, you won't get I think, money. I, th- I think there's something slightly different. I, I want to. F- 
Do you know what? I can't wait to find out. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's a really big thing for me. I can't that's wait to find out where they are. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah, I just throw a little, couple of little stats in there? Start away, Real. my friend. Start, start Liverpool, away. Liverpool and Real this, this season in the league and Champions League. We both played exactly 50 games because obviously we both played 38 games in the league and we're both in the final of the Champions League. Um, we both played 12 games. Actually, we may have played two more actually. Um, maybe I've got that wrong slightly. I think we had the half and nine qualifiers, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but we scored 46 goals in the league, in the Champions League this season. 46 goals. Real is 30. Now we, we apparently have a terrible defense. We've conceded 13. Real has conceded 15. Hmm. Granted, some of the teams Real have played have been of a higher caliber than the teams we've played. PSG quite good. PSG were quite good. Juve were quite good. Borussia Dortmund were quite good. Spurs weren't bad. They actually beat Real, didn't they? And Drew. And Drew. So they've had some tough games. But they've not played particularly well. They've not played particularly poorly. But overall, we are the top goal scorers in these two competitions out of Juve, PSG, Barca, Man City and Real. We scored 130 goals. We know how to score goals. And our defence has got better, immensely better, since Virgil van Dijk has come into the team. Mm. So our defensive figures are slightly skewed. Yeah, and and and, and it, 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 it's an interesting way of looking at it. It's an interesting way of looking at it. What it does is it takes away an awful lot of the the drama from the way people speak about our team. And people love a bit of drama. Fans love a bit of drama. Uh, and it's hard for us not to get engaged in it because we have the positive sides, but we've also seen late periods in matches where uh, leads are whittled down or we're hanging in there or whatever yeah. it happens to be. Thankfully, we haven't seen too many moments. I can't actually think of any moments where we've seen leads whittled down to defeats. That's not a thing. We've, we've, we've hung in. We've had disappointing draws, yes. Yeah. But we haven't had late la, late uh, winners against us, so at least that's not in the in the makeup. But the the late concessions, we've seen them, and I think that uh, it's it's been exacerbated into a terrible, terrible flaw. Of course, you don't want to see it, but like even just on the way, for example, that the, Carl, that the, the club speaks about uh, about Lovren, for example, you know, he was being asked questions about him during the week, and he said about the 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 Spurs game, he said, you know. During the Thailand game, he says, I was angry. It wasn't a matter of, boys, never never mind, it can happen, forget about it. He says, not even 1%, I was really angry. I took Dejan off after 25 minutes. I didn't speak to him afterwards. But then a few days later, I saw him waiting for my talk. So I said, come in. You took me off after 20 minutes, Lovren says, because you were bad, Klopp says. But I said to him, and maybe this was the decisive moment when he got it, I think he's a world-class center half, 100%. Yes, with weaknesses, concentration can happen from time to time. Could be harder here, whatever, but he's world-class. Now, this is perfect, Klopp, because right there he said to him, yeah, you're a great lad, you're a brilliant lad. Now, you need to be tougher, Dejan, and yeah. also you need to keep your head screwed on, you absolute mentalist. And he's he never does... This is what I love about this fella. He gives you the little bit of toffee, yes, but he'll also give you a kick in the arse as he's doing it. He's he's got that balance. It's never it's never stupid. It's never one eyed. Um, and I think you you see the you see the happy head on Lover, and he's responding to that. And you know we have to keep our fingers crossed that that will that will be reflected on the day, right? It's carrot and stick, isn't it? It's both. I mean, it's 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 just what good managers do. You you basically build them up to be the best people in the world. Um, well, at the same time, you're saying, but, but don't start wearing number six t-shirts just yet. Don't do that. Don't do the Real Madrid thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit of both. It's, it's, and I'm sure, I'm sure he does the same thing with Mo Salah. He, and I'm sure he's saying to him at some point, you know, yeah, you're absolutely brilliant. Mind you, if you didn't, when, when you missed that shot against Man City, you know, cause, you know, you've got, to, uh, this always reminds me of, um, to go back to Rafa, of the day that Milan Barros got a hat trick at Anfield. Uh, we beat Crystal Palace 3-2. He got two penalties. We won 
And everyone's he's coming off at the match ball, and then the Rafa walks onto the pitch and points around the ground to say, "You missed that one. Your run was bad there. That was no good." It's it's the Ronnie Moran thing. Uh, where, where, Rafa, where, where, Rafa did where, that with Torres as well. Yeah, and, 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 and my favourite thing is, is Ronnie Moran when um, when Fowler got uh, the five goals against Fulham, and he walks in thinking he's going to be you know carried around on, on you know on a sedan chair around the. Uh, around the main stand, and Ronnie Brown just said, "You missed two easy ones. You, you've got to do that, no matter how good they are. You've got to, you've got to do both." Yeah. And and this is that's what excites me about that Real Madrid quote. I mean, I know it's not them. I know it's the it's the press who are doing it, but um, it, it's a bit of both. But I mean, I'm, it's funny you say that because I, I read something I wrote about that Tottenham game before, saying you know I don't really want to see. Um, Dale Lovren wasn't just bad that day because my God, Gomez and Matty had a good go as well. But, but Dayan Lovren was nuts. I went to that game and he was absolutely nuts. And I was, I was thinking about that before and I'm just thinking, playing in the Champions League final on Saturday. Yeah. That's mad. That's mad. It is mad. And, and, and it's brilliant. It, it's mad and it's brilliant. And we do have, for all the whinging and crying that people like to do, we do have to take our hats off and go, fair fucking play for getting there, being part of that team. We can all have our reservations. And what kills me is that there are some people sitting here, probably some people even going to listen to this tomorrow, and they've got a little quiet thing in the back of their head going, you know, if and when he fucks up, I'll be one of the first on saying, I told you so. And I cannot get my head around that for the love of, of I, I don't understand it. It's a strange, strange way to live your life. I mean, what is gained by that? What is, I, I, listen, there's obviously some gratification gained by uh, Cam because you know it's not just one or two people. It's quite oh, it, the, it's hundreds. It's, it's quite a, a widespread sort of a, a mentality. And, um, it's why for me, the whole, um, um, social media thing can be very toxic in, in the, in the aftermath of games and, and best avoided. Yeah. But, but, but look, I mean, he's, he's played, played more Champions League final than Vincent Company than Gary Cahill than Chris Small and yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> gotta yeah. give the last credit I mean, for that. Yeah, you've got to give him credit. We, we know certain players have flaws. You know, I mean, you know, and I tweeted something earlier. Ultimately, we know Emre's leaving. So what? Emre's leaving. Dejan makes errors and gives interviews, and Hendo is a coward in with his passing. Whatever. I don't care. Them, them guys, them guys, along with everyone else, have helped us score 130 goals this season. Ultimately, football is about goals and winning matches. We're in the Champions League final. Because of those Let's guys. Let's not forget that. Because, because of those, of those guys, guys who, who... As well as everyone else. Yeah. No, but, 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 but the way it's spun... Yeah, they're, you, they're, they're part of it, yeah. But you, you know how it's Front spun. Time. It's spun that it's in spite of those guys. And exactly, I, and that's I, the point I was trying to make. It's yeah. because of those guys as well. They, yeah. they have been... A, it's a collective, and that's what we're emphasising here. It's a collective. They, they, we know, like I say... Dejan, he, he's had terrible games, but he's had some fucking magnificent games as well. Hendo does make forward passes. The stats show he makes forward passes. I don't care what anyone says. It's not his job where he is to be doing that. If he wasn't making the right pass, we wouldn't have been part, we wouldn't have been scoring 130 goals. He's at, he must have played some small part in those 130 goals, not every single goal because he hasn't played every single game. But he must have done something to contribute, surely. On 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 a technical point, and I know uh, Carl's not interested in getting into too much tactical stuff, but just on him. Okay. Uh, on uh, no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Hold, hold. <laughs> like 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 yeah, like like Gibbo in, in Braveheart. Hold. Yeah. Uh, not quite there yet. On a technical point around Hendo, what I wanted to ask you, Cam, a real quick question before I did go to Carl for a very specific question that I've lined up for him, um, is do you see on the day, um, perhaps given the trials that he had there, Ginny as the deepest lying midfielder and, and, and Hendo and, and, um, and Milner ahead? Or do you think it's going to be Henderson there and the two boys ahead of him? What, is that a thing that Klopp could maybe spring on the day, a, a little tweak that he could make? Do you see that as a possibility? I hope so. You do? I, I, I would prefer Ginny as the deeper player because yeah. I think he plays the role better. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's stronger. Uh, I think technically he's a better player. Uh, he shields the ball better. Um, he's, he's prepared to dribble with the ball. I think all round he has a better game to do that. 
whether yeah. Klopp will do that. I mean, I think Hendo in best position would be the number eight. You know, that was proved in 13-14. And, you know, he was carrying, he was carrying Stevie G that season, literally. You know, he was trying to do two roles and he, he, he performed admirably. Um, I, I, I honestly wish uh, he would, but I don't think he will. I think Klopp is one of these, you know, managers. He's, he's, he wants to prove people wrong. And, and if that is the, if that costs us a Champions League final, you know, what can I say? That's Klopp's shout at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he's also very responsible for getting us there. So yeah, we'll let, we'll let him have his, uh, have his say on it. Carl, you know, there's only one real area where the team could be tweaked. Oh no. Yeah. So you know what I'm going to say to you. And it's, it's your every fa- question of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. Emre chance section, everyone. I, 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 we, next. 73 consecutive weeks. We did really want, we did really want to have worked on, on, on the jingle there, but I think Carl's performed admirably, <laughs> um, in the wake of, of, uh, and in the, in the absence of any special effects. I do want to just throw something at you that I threw at Jan Mulby yesterday evening, which is an, uh, a John Aldridge quote. He says, I'm not sure I want Emery Chan in the squad for the Champions League final on Saturday because his heart is not Liverpool. A lot of fans wouldn't want Chan on the bench. The club's had a custard pie from him and, him and his agent. He's been part of the journey to the final, but he certainly doesn't deserve to start. Why does he want to leave? Money. Is the Italian league better? No. Juventus are a huge club, but Liverpool have won the Champions League more times than them, and so on and so on. Now, all those uh, notab- notably emotive type of, type of chap at the best of times, and uh, he's maybe not um, being um, the, the subtlest of thinkers there. I'm assuming that despite your um, um, indifference to the guy, um, you would have zero uh, objection to him being on the bench and could see it only as uh, something that would perhaps aid the team the last um, sections of the game if we need them to come on? If I won the up with 10 minutes to go and he's got to go on to kick the shit out of Chris Ronald, then I will walk, I, I will construct my own sedan chair for him. My, yes. my, my sedan chair. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh other than that, I've got no interest in Emery Chan, but if he helps Liverpool win the European Cup, then knock yourself out, son. That's and, we've it. Been here, and we've been here before as well. Kevin Keegan didn't want to play Liverpool in 1978, but he won the European Cup for us in 1977. It's a it's, different thing, because Keegan said, I'm going. He gave us yeah. a whole year to say, I am definitely going, by the way. I'm definitely going, no matter what happened, and he did. Yeah. Um, so he got respect for that. I mean, Emery Chan's been an absolute prick in the things he's been saying. He loves all the podcasts. He's read all the books. He loves all books. He's a yeah. big fan of oxygen. Um, he's, he likes everything. But if he gets Liverpool from the European Cup, he can see what the hell he wants. Uh, listen, Carl, he'll breathe any gas, not just oxygen. He will breathe any gas. Well, nitrogen. Let's, he thinks nitrogen is very underrated. Nitrogen exactly. sound, according to him, right? You know, he, he, he's he's you know, he's he's, uh, he's an equal opportunities kind of a guy. Look, I think we're all agreed that look, if the guy can be of an assistant, of just assistance say? to us on the day, yeah, go give, give us your take, Carl. Big fan of camp. He's a big fan of camp. Big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and rightly so. Uh, rightly so. You know. <laughs> although, although he has he has been on record saying that he likes Carl too, and then two days ago he he was on a podcast saying that he liked me. So he's you know he, he you know what Emery's like. Well, anyway. well, he's a top lad. He's a top. Um, lad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I don't have any issues with Emery on the football pitch, none whatsoever. Exactly. Because all I've seen is him give his all for that shirt. And that's all I can ask when he's on the pitch. What he wants to do off the pitch, away from the club, if he wants to leave the club, that's his choice. Players have come, players have gone. We've signed players on free contracts. We've lost players on free contracts. It's part of what football is nowadays. I mean, the reason he's probably kept it quiet totally as to what he's doing is, is because of what we've referenced earlier, social media and the abuse he's going to get and the vitriol. Why would he want to put himself through that? We're not exactly the nicest of fans when something goes is not in our favour as such, when we want to be, throw a bit of hatred out. Our fans are very quick to do that. So Harry, Harry, Harry Kiel, 2005. People, people moaned about him being in the start 11 in Istanbul because he'd been injured all season, came in and got... And you know, and, and, but, but he went off. 
Yeah, and then and Liverpool won, and I didn't really think about them for two years. No one gives yeah. a damn. We we win, no one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. yeah no, no, no and, and it's like it's like you said, if he has to come on in the last ten minutes and help tighten that game up, because the last ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, if we're only a goal up, that's squeaky bum time, people. That's mm. when we're at our most vulnerable. That's when we need our best players. And like him or loathe him, Emre Chan is our best midfielder. He's still contracted to Liverpool Football Club last I saw. He still, he will go out there and he will give his all. The man has at least that much honour and dignity. So don't doubt what Emre Chan will do on the pitch for us. And aside altogether from his personality and whatever his intentions are, if he does, as Carl says, go onto the pitch and kick Chris Ronald up in the air a few times uh, in a safe zone and uh, not in a Lucas zone, then I'm quite happy with that con- uh, that contribution, and 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 uh, we can we can walk away happy, and everyone can um, can uh, can 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 enjoy it. I am really really hoping we win for one specific reason because you remember the 2005 photos, the post match photos with the with the trophy. And we had some proper oddballs front and center uh, in those team groups. I can't wait to see who the oddballs are going to be front and center in the team groups if we win it on Saturday. I really, really am looking forward to that. Who's going to have the fan in one of them, wasn't there? One of the fans had got on the pitch. I, I, I just want to see who's going to have the, 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 the shit John, John Reese, a jester hat, you know, all that stuff. That's exactly, that's the kind of crack I'm going to. That's a John gonna, Reese thing, isn't it? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mine that for weeks if we win. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Was it, was it, was it, was it Nunes telling Hossen me to take his Spanish flag off? Yeah. Oh, man. Look, oh. get, get rid of that. Don't, don't yeah. the Spanish thing. Get rid yeah. of that. Yeah, but the uh, but the two, the, the two of them there, front and centre, in all these photos where we've just won the Champions League, it's fan bloody tastic. Yeah, but you do realise Nunes and Hossen me were celebrating the referee that day. Oh yeah. He was Spanish, wasn't he? Oh, that was it. So it was a little, yeah. a, a little. Uh, oh, okay, it was okay. a little. Thing. I, I, I'm sure. You know, uh, it's probably going to come back and bite me in the ass. This one is, but I'm pretty sure he was a Spanish referee that day, 2005. We'll take it. We'll take it. Whatever it is, um, and we'll we'll hope. Hopefully, our guy on Saturday does a good job. We've had way too much referee chat lately, and I, I couldn't actually bear any more of it. Um, just to segue out of the football. Um, I do want to get to a lot. Of, we got a lot of great questions in from from um, from Twitter, um, but I just do want to mention one thing. It's got nothing to do with Liverpool. Just a kind of a, a palate cleanser, uh, but football related. Please tell me, lads, you saw Unai Emery's website and his uh, little statement uh, and the various photos going around um, about Arsenal's new manager. Have you seen this? No, nope. Uh, do yourself a favor. He's <laughs> got his own- I had this press conference. He's he's got his own website, Carl, and he's got, not only has he got his own website, he's got his he's got one of those like CR seven things going on where he's got his oh, the, he's got he's got his initials in a logo. I don't know what's happening here because last I checked, he was a vampiric looking Dracula yeah. motherfucker who was a manager, but apparently. Um, he's branding himself in this fashion, and um, I think there could be tremendous crack around Eli Emery next year. But uh, do if you haven't looked at it, listener, have it's a go. Not there. Have a go. It's have gone. A... You can't find his website. His no, website's no, no. gone. It's gone. I'm just <laughs> clicking on it now. It says Unai Emery official web. Yeah, and it's saying 404 not found. Wow, he's pulled it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I screenshot the uh, screenshot the the follow earlier on. So if I did, I'll pop it up on Twitter later on for people to see. Uh, Piers Morgan likes him. They oh, interviewed. Well, they interviewed. I, I was driving today, and they they interviewed Piers Morgan on um, on, on, on Talkshite, and he said, uh, and he, he said, oh, you know, he's, he's he's won three consecutive Europa leagues. And what what did Arsenal do in the Europa League this year? Nothing. But yeah. Literally, literally went to the semi-finals, lads, <laughs> and, uh, and lost yeah, yeah. to the team who won it. You know, I don't want to pull rank on these sort of things, but I reckon that's not nothing. That is, that's quite, uh, um, that's quite a meeting of of horrors there. Piers yeah. Morgan being interviewed on Talksport. I've, I, I, you know, at some stage we should do an entire podcast on Talksport because I, I know precious little bar the things I've been forced to and exposed to, and it just seems like one of the worst things in the world ever. But I'm anyway, so pleased you brought this up. I, yeah. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed by the Jim White show. 
Oh, good that. Christ. Oh, good Christ. Is it worse than Alan Brazel? I'm not sure. No, no, nothing worse than that. Nothing, nothing at all. But it's the fact that I can't stand Bob Mills, that comedian who always sounds like he's pissed. And I'm, I'm, I apologize if he's ill or something because he always sounds slightly, you know. Um, but it's also, I literally just tweeted this about half an hour ago. It's also got the worst sting. You know, you know when things like Colin Murray, they'll do like a little jingle about Colin Murray being dead good at something or something like that and on Radio 5. Yeah. Jim White's, Jim White is awful. Jim, Jim White is, um, you're all right. It's Jim White. <laughs> <laughs> and nearly crashed the car laughing at that. Uh, it's oh. fucking magic. It's like, um, <laughs> it's nice well Jim White, he's another DJ we've got. They might as well just say that. Jim White, he's got legs. You know. Oh, Christ alive. That is magic. He, he has a workable, a workable larynx. <laughs> wow wow well actually this this actually forms the perfect segue this kind of topic forms the perfect segue into the first of the questions that we got from twitter today and it's from rick and rick wanted to know what the best book you've read in the last few years was i'm going to open it to the worst <laughs> book the worst book you've okay. read as well if you'd like to and i'm going to start the ball rolling here because i do have at least two that i could quote from um and i'll just get you you guys can think away about what you're what 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 you'd like to go for in the in the interim but the first one um i was listening to a podcast recently uh that was dedicated almost exclusively to this and i recall uh um flipping through it at the time it was by noted uh, twonk Tim Lovejoy, whereas Tim Lovejoy on football, a lad who used to be Mr. Soccer AM back when lads and bants and all that stuff was very popular about 5, 10, 15 years ago and it was on consistently on Saturday mornings. But in it, Mr. Lovejoy, who is quite an odious sort, makes several comments about women's football and women in general. We'll skip past the soccer egg quotes, but he says this, if you've ever watched a women's game, you'll know that women goalies simply cannot jump. I've no idea why that might be the case, but they are absolutely hopeless. That's just one quote from Tim. He's uh, he's a lovely fella. I think you'll agree. He's got other things that he says as well. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. I always advise girlfriends of mine when they're looking for potential problems to make sure they ask the man what football team he supports. It's irrelevant who they do support, but if they're into football in any small way, it's a starting place for realizing they're halfway normal and you have a decent chance of a relationship. Okay. So says the man who supports Watford and Chelsea. I, I, I can't, I can't cope with him. But by far, one of the best books that I've read recently, I can't recommend this to you enough, is Striker. By Steve Bruce. Oh, you've read it. I keep oh. meaning to buy it. I keep oh, meaning to buy good it. God, I, I, I think copy are, copies are as rare as hen's teeth. I had one yeah. passed to me, uh, sort of uh, in, a, in, a, in a sort of uh, a, a, you know, almost like a, 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 a Dan Brown novel type way. It was, it was <laughs> you know, secretly handed to me. It's incredible. In it, of course, uh, Steve himself uh, writes the book. Um, Steve. Uh, is it Steve Bruce? It's yeah. Steve Bruce, man. And Steve right. Bruce, right. Is not, he's got a series of three novels. Striker's yeah. probably the best of them. Striker uh, is about Steve Barnes. You see what he oh, did there. He's the, man, the manager of Letters for Town, which is a small but historic club hoping to rise to the premiership from England, English football's second tier. Now, I'll just give you, <laughs> just give you a little feel for what's going on here. Um, <laughs> the, the book basically opens with bright red blood on the knife blade, the knife in my hand, Duffy's dead body stretched out on the locker room floor. And that's how you get into it. Uh, and Duffy is his, uh, his star striker and uh, Steve Barnes has to solve the crime. And it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, there are such odd little moments in it. You know, he goes full Alan Partridge at one stage. I mean, for no reason. He's talking about, you know, how he's got to, um, you know, uh, chase, uh, chase a villain. And at one stage he says, you know, um, I'm just going to read you this passage. It's unbelievable. My car was in the place specially reserved for me as first team coach. I drive a Jaguar XJ8 3.2, the sports version. It's a very nice motor, 3.2 litre, AJ, V8, and alloy engine. Classic <laughs> colour interior theme. 
fluted leather seats, contrast-color keyed fascia, figured walnut veneer, as good a motor as you can hope to drive, but not the car you choose when trying to follow a Ford saloon in a discreet... Fa- <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, lads, let's not bother with the Champions League stuff. This is gold. Oh, just, just, just do an hour on this. Oh, oh, it's, 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 that's it's, it's genuinely brilliant. It's genuine. There's another brilliant little bit. I have to read you this. I have to read you this as well. He is basically chasing down a lead, right? Um, and the lead brings him to a local nightclub, which is, uh, owned by the proprietor seems to be some sort of horribly stereotypical version of what a footballer thinks a sort of a, a light in the loafers type individual would be. He's quite, um, you know, the character is supposed to be quite mincing and he has, he's very one dimensional kind of character. And they, is, you is know, it like Camp David in, in uh, Alan Partridge's radio show? Almost. He did, yeah. the, the, the Partridge comparisons come on and on and on, but have a go at this. Have a, have a little read, have a little listen to this. It, it's, it's a little bit of, of dialogue. So we start off with Steve Barnes. Steve says, what kind of nightclub opens so early? I asked. My dear, we're not open yet. Not in the, uh, Normal way, says our friend. And what the hell is, is that supposed to mean, says Steve. He squirmed in his chair. He was clearly impressed to have the first team coach of the local club in his office. The man who for many years had been captain of Mulcaster United. But at the same time, he didn't wish to be too indiscreet. You have a very fit body, he said. Oh, I, no. Evading my question. Glad you like it, I said, smiling sardonically. It was clear from his words, his manner, that Terry Coston was no ladies' man. <laughs> Good God! That's uh, just if you haven't seen it, just get on it. But uh, t- type type it into type type in striker Steve Bruce into. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be trying to find it for ages, honestly. I'll be I've been obsessed about things in the same way that I'm obsessed about. Do you know about the um uh, uh the Donna Stell autobiography? I don't. Tell oh us. man, you can't find it anywhere. Uh, the comedian Robin Ince talks about this a lot. Um, it's basically, it, it's his, it's Don's autobiography. And you can basically, apparently, I mean, I've never read it. It, it cost either, as Robin Ince said, it cost either 50p or £197 on, on Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's one of those sorts of books. Yeah. And it's yeah. basically, you, you can spot him getting drunk throughout the book. He tells the same anecdote three times. <laughs> and, uh, and and then he just has a big go at Windsor Davis for turning down uh, the the Whisper chocolate campaign that he was in for a bit because Windsor didn't want to do it. And then it's, it's literally it's, it's like that far a time when he's the thing when he starts saying like you know and that's liars. Now let's move on to bastards. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it just yeah, gets yeah. angrier and angrier and angrier. Yeah. I love that so much. His, his golden cleric speech. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam, any good or bad books uh, spring to mind for you? Um, a good book would have been The Hurricane, and it was oh, yeah. uh, and it was about Reuben Hurricane Carter, who was wrongfully yeah, yeah. Uh, jailed for many many years. And um, there was actually another book which I never could get hold of, but I just googled it, and it's now available on Amazon. And that's called The Sixteenth Round, and that was about his battle um, because back in the days it used to be fifteen rounds for boxing. Yeah. And so the 16th round was his battle to get out of jail. So I might just go and order myself that now. now the that film's I'm good as well. The film's genuinely good. It depends on watching The, the, the film is. is brilliant. I actually bought yeah. the DVD because it was that good. So yeah. um, a, a book I'm struggling with at the moment is by, uh, is it Lee Child, who does the uh, Jack Reacher novels? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I'm reading 61 hours at the moment. And boy, is that hard work. Is it one so, of the series, mate, or? It's one of the series, yeah. Okay, well, okay. It's, it's one of them, so yeah. Jack reaches in there and, um, it, everything is sort of at 21.57, there was 43 hours left sort of thing at the end of each chapter, and it's sort of getting to me a little bit, but because I've started it and I'm, I'm invested in it, I've got to carry on with it, so, um, but yeah. The Hurricane, if you've not read The Hurricane, I, I would seriously recommend it. It is a superb book. 
quality. Very love that. Love nice. that. And, and, and you know, we've 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 covered the literature of absolutely equal standard there uh, with Steve Bruce and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and your particular. Listen, there are t- we're bang on an hour, lads, and I don't want to keep people too long, much longer. But I want to get to two questions because we've got basically at least uh, yeah. I want to get to two questions. I'm going to run both of these past both of you. Um, the first one is from Zara. I mentioned it earlier on, and she says, "Do you have any dream loan?" Only planet destination or one that you might recommend to a red which has any football link or history now just to get the ball rolling again really quickly the one i would have said for me and it's incredible there's adidas football park in tokyo and i, I think you've probably all seen it it's sitting right on top of the tokyo department store um it's a pitch on a bit on a on a on a on a, on a building top it's I've seen really that, yeah. incredible i've seen now, that I would love to visit that because I'd love to see experience Tokyo. So it's got it's wrapped everything in there for me. Carl, anything uh, come to mind for you? A kind of a, a destination football and sport destination. Well, in um, either November, um, November or December, I'm going to um, Madrid to see Real Vallecano play. That's going to be a big deal for me because uh, I'm fascinated by that club. The Ghanaian side um, I was talking about earlier are called uh, Cape Coast Abusawa Dwarves. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely want to go and see them. Uh, and I'd read that to go and see um, the Uruguayan side Liverpool. There's a Uruguayan Liverpool. Yeah, yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd, that's, I'd, that's, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go and see them. Well, when, when we eventually get our sponsorship from Spam uh, and we have some money in the bank, we should just do a date, a, 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 a absolute, day trip. <laughs> a day trip. Yeah, a day trip to uh, Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> and catch a Liverpool game. Uh, Cam, same question to you. Any football um, destination? No, but I'll give you a little quick story about... Uh, I played football um, at the school where my dad went to school back in the uh, 40s. And I played... I was about 12 years old and I was playing with kids on this mud football pitch, basically, behind dad's school in a this tiny little village in Punjab in India. And there was bricks and stones and sticks, all sorts on this pitch. And half the lads were playing with no, with no boots. They were playing barefooted. So, um, yeah, there you go. Just a little football story for you. I, I was about I 12 like years old. I love that. I love things uh, like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is very, very nice. Uh, and, 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 uh, I won't discuss how I got dehydrated and have to have lots of lemon drink to, uh, get back to normal levels. We won't go into that. Oh, you Best. will. <laughs> you may not do it whilst recording, but you will. No. Uh, last question, last question of the of the show then is from Liz, uh, who often sends us in belting questions, and this one is excellent. It's in honor of Kiev and Chicken Kiev. What is your favorite food named after a place? <laughs> now I'm not allowing you to have French fries, but I, I, I now I'm gonna I'm gonna let you think it over. I I think I'd start with brie. Deep fried brie, maybe some buffalo wings as well, some sort of a platter starter. Hey, I then, I, buffalo wings. I did that last week. I would then have Aberdeen Angus steak, and oh. I would have a baked Alaska, or perhaps Black Forest Gato for dessert. You do, you, you do strike me as a man who occasionally bakes a brie. Oh, you know I do. And yeah, then, yeah. Of, course, of course, all the way through, I'm going to be getting slowly hammered on black rose. You see what I've done there? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm really That's pleased with yeah, I'm pleased with all of that. Okay, so just give me one each. I like an Eccles cake. An Eccles cake. Yeah, that, that's quality. Love yeah. it. Right, Cam, yours. <laughs> Sorry, Drinkle said turkey. Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, guy. Jesus, man. <laughs> turkey. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, uh, can I say Scotch egg? Uh, yeah. uh, bolognese sauce because that's named for Bologna. Uh, uh, is, there, is, there a, is there a place uh, called Biryani by any chance? Uh, <laughs> duck. Oh god, yeah, maybe muesli with yogurt is that place? <laughs> anyway, no, anyway, Greek pot noodle. The uh, little Swiss place called Pot Noodle. Oh, yeah, it's a very picturesque village. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's let's Jaffa leave it at Biscuits. Fucking hell, Jaffa cake. Oh, my uh, God. Jaffa. There is a town called Jaffa in there, isn't Yeah, there is, yeah. There you go. Yeah, because that's definitely where the Jaffa cake <laughs> that's, that's where they get them from, yeah. Definitely. No two yeah, ways There's a monastery where they get the orange cream. Yes, yes, yes. Those those, <laughs> those uh, chocolate-loving monks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right, that's what we're going to leave it for tonight's show. My thanks to Cam and Carl and producer Guy for the usual mix of wit and wisdom and WTF. Before I let you back to your evening, gents, is there any final words you'd like to say by way of a sign-off or a plug or a mini rant or anything like that just before uh, we let the people back to their day? We're in the Champions League final. We're in the Champions League final. This is the entire reason we love football. Um, this is this is basically why we're Liverpool fans. It's for nights like these, and it's going to be petrifying. Um, enjoy it. Love it. Cam, any final words? Yeah, pretty much what Carl said. Um, we are in the Champions League final. Every other club in Europe, aside from Real Madrid, would want to swap places with us right now. Every other fan, aside from a Real Madrid fan, would want to swap places with us right now. Enjoy it, people. Embrace it. Breathe it in. Eat it. Sleep it. Dream it. We're in the Champions League final. Up the fucking I- Reds. Of the fucking reds. Ah, uh, people punching the air, knocking people over on, 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 on trains everywhere listening to this stuff. If you are amongst them, uh, our sincere thanks go to you, treasured listener. You have stayed with us through this wonderful season so far and still we have the greatest of excitement remaining. It's been a lovely season up to this point with Carl and Cam and Guy and I appreciate your loyalty immensely and your support immensely and that's sincere, that is from the heart. Stick with us, we're only just starting this show. Kiev approaches the chance for the greatest glory of all, the chance to enter history by claiming big ears for a sixth time. It's going to be emotional, so as Sam Jackson says in Jurassic Park, hold on to your butts. We'll be back with you soon afterwards and you know what to do in the interim. Stay kind, be nice to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Sports Social Podcast Network.